Fierce Fan Media. Get out of your system, though. Thank you. Thank you. I felt like it was important to just... You need to share your truth. Yeah. Yeah. I did. And I shared it to just you. <laughs> Not to our... No one else gets to Thousands know. of listeners. Thank <laughs> you, listeners, but you don't get this one. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Wind Down. We have a special guest back with us tonight. <laughs> I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. I'm Stacy, the political princess. And I'm Erin, the geeky cow If I had my shit together a little bit more, like a little bit more, I'd have like um, sound effects going so that we could have been like, oh, when Stacy <laughs> pretend that's what we did. Yeah. There you go. Uh, okay. So, uh, one of the, oh, what am Wait, I are we drink? I'm drinking tonight. You better ask us. Okay. Oh, geez. All right. I am wow. drinking. All right. 19 Crimes. The 2020 varietal. Such a great year for everyone. <laughs> right? I turned 40. I drinking turned COVID 40. wine. <laughs> I mean, it. It is a good year for wine, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it was very popular. That's his heyday, 2020. Yeah. Surprised there's any left. We didn't drink it all. Yeah. Um, I'm just drinking Tito's and Gatorade. Oh. Wow. Well, and a Zach. I do yep. have a Gatorade here, but I'm drinking that Unicorn 14 Hands um, wine that your wife got me. Still? Say uh, Bubbles. It's so cute. It's got a unicorn. It's adorable. I like it. I love a sparkling rosé. Oh, nice. It is very cute. It is cute. I'm actually not drinking tonight. I'm a little stony baloney though. So dry January People on the dry January. Uh... <laughs> I need dry to do January. I don't drink that much. I need to have like drunk January. There's so little in life that I enjoy that I'm going to hang on. Friday nights drinking with you guys is one of the things that I enjoy. So I hang on to it. Dry January be damned. Yep. Agreed. Okay. So um, my wife actually sent me this link and I was like mind blown about it. So I sent it to you guys immediately. Um, But they're taking up scott peterson's case again the los angeles innocence project is is trying to get him off saying that he's not guilty so i thought <laughs> I we could put it that way <laughs> thought we could uh go through but one of the first things i want to do for people who because this happened you know back in what 2002 mm-hmm. um i wanted to refresh everybody's mind so if you'll all indulge me go through the timeline of events that happened with the lacey peterson uh situation so um December 24, 2002, Lacey Peterson's stepfather and Scott Peterson both filed reports with the police that she was missing. Lacey Peterson was 8 months pregnant at the time with the couple's son Connor. Um and for those that aren't familiar with the case, I maybe we heard a lot about it because this was taking place really close to where me and the Stace I live. I was actually in the Navy at the time, but um it happened in Modesto and then they ended up finding their bodies in, uh, in the Bay. So Modesto's like, what, what do you say? Like two and a half hours from San Francisco. 
yeah. two hours. If that, yeah, maybe yeah. two okay. hours. Yeah, okay. So uh, the, Lacey Peterson went missing on Christmas Eve of 2002. In... Uh, December, right after that, through March of 2003, Scott Peterson, who was 30 at the time, was eyed as a suspect after it was revealed he was having an affair with Amber Frey, a massage therapist at the time of his wife's disappearance. Scott admitted to the affair and said he and his wife were having marital problems, but he denied harming her or killing her, which also, like, your wife's eight months pregnant, dude. Like, how many marital... Like, you're not having marital affairs. She's pregnant. Like... Right. It anyway, okay. Um, he and Lacey Peterson's family drift apart as the community continues to search for her. Then, April 14th, 2003, the decomposed body of a woman that had been uh missing head and limbs was found washed ashore in the San Francisco Bay one day after the decomposed body of a fetus was found nearby. April 18th, uh, 2003, DNA from the corpses matched Lacey Peterson and her unborn son. Police arrested Scott Peterson the same day. Investigators allege that he dyed his hair and had $15,000 in cash, his brother's ID card, and multiple cell phones. You know, like how innocent people do? Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> on April 21st, 2003, Scott Peterson was arraigned on first-degree murder in the death of his wife and second-degree murder in the death of their son. He pleads not guilty. December 19th, 2003, Sharon and Dennis Rocha, Lacey Peterson's parents, filed a wrongful death suit against Scott Peterson. Then June 1st through November 3rd of 2004, Scott Peterson's criminal trial lasts for five months and includes numerous witnesses, including Frey, who testified that he told her he wasn't married. Peterson's defense team contested, uh, contended prosecutors are using circum circumstantial evidence and their client is innocent. November 12th, 2004, the jury found Scott Peterson guilty on both of the murder charges, deliberations were delayed after one of the jurors, Fran Gorman, was dismissed when it was discovered she was doing research into the case. She is replaced by an alternate juror, Rochelle Nice. Uh, December 13, 2004, the jury unanimously recommended that Scott Peterson be sentenced to death. March 16, 2005, uh, Judge Alfred DeLucci, oh, DeLucci is a street I grew up on, Sentenced Scott Peterson to death via lethal injection. During the hearing, Lacey Peterson's family members delivered emotional victim impact statements berating Scott Peterson. He does not give any statement. Then we jump to April 30, 2009. Lacey Peterson's family dropped their wrongful death suit. July 15, 2012, Scott Peterson's attorneys filed an appeal of his conviction with a 423-page brief that makes several arguments that their client did not have a fair trial. Among the contentions was the attention, a lack of direct evidence of the crime, and the judge's exclusion of prospective jurors who opposed the death penalty affected the trial. Then November 24, 2015, Scott Peterson files a second appeal, which includes the same allegations as the previous filing, but also contended that Rochelle Neese failed to disclose that she was once allegedly threatened by her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend while pregnant. Uh, <laughs> okay. August 24, 2020, the California Supreme Court court overturns the death penalty sentence the court noted the trial court made a series of clear and significant errors in jury selection that under long-standing united states supreme court precedent undermined peterson's right to an impartial jury at the penalty phase however the court the court upheld his conviction 
October 14, 2020, the Supreme Court ordered a review of Scott Peterson's conviction and sent the case back to San Mateo Superior Court to re-examine and determine if it should be overturned. December 8, 2021, Scott Peterson was resentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. December 20th, 2022, following months of hearings, arguments, and briefs, Judge Ann Christine Masulo uh, denied Scott Peterson's request for a new trial. The judge concluded that Nisa's responses were not motivated by pre-existing or improper bias against the petitioner, but instead were the result of combination of good faith misunderstanding of the questions and sloppiness in answering. And then in January 18, 2024, the LA Innocence Project took up the case and the court filing the group says it seeks new evidence from the case. Now, what wasn't covered in here was that Scott Peterson's, the evidence, some of the evidence against him was the day his wife went missing in the bay, he took his fishing boat fishing in that bay. Right. Like, coincidence? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's... You'd have to be the most unlucky human being for that to just... <laughs> right? Well, not just that. So if you're thinking... Oh, now, for those of you that aren't familiar with, like, California, if you are towing a boat from San Francisco to, like, the Modesto area or whatever... You're talking about like if I if I was innocent, let's say I am the unluckiest motherfucker that's ever walked the like planet. Four a.m. Well, I would have well, that's receipts from every gas station I walked into. Like I would be building such a definitive timeline, and not just that, I wouldn't be trying to. Now I know people say you can't say what you would do because people and react. And I'd be like, "Here's like, all the fish I caught." But also, I would be like <laughs> not trying to skip town. I would be like, no, we need to find my wife's fucking killer. This is insane. Put me in jail if you want, but keep looking also. Like, right, right. The fact that he had $15,000, dyed his hair, and stole his brother's ID. Like, well, not like the worst, like, yellow blonde. Oh, it was, it was very so early bad. 2000 mm-hmm. in sync. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was not, it was not great. I'm just. Does the LA Innocence Project not have anything else to do but fucking defend Scott Peterson? I I just don't understand why they think this is a good project to take up. Well, who goes fishing on Christmas Eve? Two and a half hours away. Murderers that are trying to get rid of their (laughs) bodies. Well, not just that. The amount of places that you have to pass to go fishing to get from modesto to the san francisco bay like again for those that aren't familiar with the area he could have pulled into the delta he could have pulled off in stockton he could have gone to sacramento like he didn't want to be anywhere near modesto right there's a plethora of places that an individual if he truly was just going fishing right that can stop and fish on christmas also who the fuck leaves their pregnant wife on christmas eve to go fishing for four hours that's what i'm saying that's that right there is like me. Right. That alone. But God, the guy has been tried to death. Like, why are we still trying to do this? Like, different judges, different juries, different situations have all said, no, bro's guilty. Like, put him in jail. Totally. Well, also the the idea that because you had a juror who had been threatened that her opinion is invalid. Well, it's just, it's not that it's invalid. It's just the, like, his defense attorneys wouldn't have picked her because she has mm-hmm. experience with, like, 
So that part, at least just from like a procedural standpoint, like that one I could buy the most. Mm-hmm. But, but it you said he got, them. they replaced yeah. that girl with somebody else. So. No, that was the alternate they that was replaced the alternate. with. Oh. Yeah. So that's why they're saying that the addition of her made the entire trial unfair because it wasn't a jury of his peers, essentially, or an unbiased jury. Yeah, well, all the other things stacked against him anyway. So, like, that doesn't even matter. Well, what I'm curious is, that makes her unfit. Was every single man on that jury asked if they'd ever abused a spouse? Hit a spouse, got angry at a spouse? Like, once again, we're in a situation where we're like, oh, this girl was threatened with her life. Like, are we taking a look at all the other jurors that maybe had any of them been excused for domestic violence before or, you know, been maybe one of them grew up in a house where their father beat their mom or so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, people are, are like this mosaic of things that have happened to them. And it would be really difficult. You're, you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who doesn't have like a, a visceral hatred for a man who killed their pregnant wife on christmas eve right right like That's so fucked up goddamn well and here's men the- and women i'm saying not just yeah. women men too i yeah. think would have like a visceral reaction to that of being like fuck you dude well and but also- unborn baby i know yeah Hello. well but he would didn't he say too like he had told like he was not excited about yeah. having this baby well, he wanted a divorce he wanted a divorce and the interesting thing is there was a lot of like conflicting reports. Like he obviously went fishing, but he had mentioned to several people, including Lacey's sister who had cut his hair the day before or yeah, the day before that he was going golfing on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So then all of a sudden he told all these people he's going golfing. He leaves her a message. I think he left her. He wouldn't have text. I don't know if he would have texted her. Yeah. But whatever. T nine text maybe. Right, it took him a while. Um, <laughs> That's he what he was, was doing like, for oh, four hours. Berkeley <laughs> now. Then got home, took a shower, changed his clothes, and then went and asked the neighbors if they had seen Lacey. He gets home, she's not there. The car's home. The dog's in the backyard. You're gonna go take a shower and change your clothes before you start looking into why your wife isn't home, but all her everything she would have yeah. needed to leave is still there. Also, where does a woman go on Christmas? She didn't go shopping. She didn't right. go to the grocery store. Like she didn't have a doctor's appointment. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah. And she's everything eight was pregnant. there though. Her keys, her wallet, her car, like everything was at the house still. Yeah, I would be panicked. <laughs> I came home yeah. and you were missing, but your key was there. Right? Yeah. Would would you not be suspicious of like where the fuck did Casey go? <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. You gotta take a shower and change your clothes before you start investigating. Where do you know what Kai would do though? Before he called the cops, he'd call all of us. Oh, 100 yeah. Stacy, do you know where Stacy is? Yeah, but like, <laughs> well, have a record of that. Have you seen my stapler? Well, and his, like, what he said, like, well, she was gonna stay home and mop the floors and bake cookies, and she was reading a Martha Stewart magazine and was gonna walk the. It was just, it was. Whatever. Well, the other fascinating thing about um, Scott Peterson was the throngs of women that like threw themselves at him while he was Which locked is up. Crazy. Yeah. They They're also like, please kill me next. Like, yeah. I am not one to kink shame. Like, you do you. You like feet. 
you do the feet thing. You you but like be you feet like on, be feet on. <laughs> but you are attracted to a man who's accused of killing his wife and an unborn child that to me borders on you should be on a watch list of some kind is all i'm saying like we that's yeah. who and we know who chopped her up them. didn't even just I'm, like dump the body chopped her up capitated yeah. her yeah, yeah that's like another yeah, level of psycho. Her legs. yeah but well, they don't know for sure if that was from to be like, fair they don't know if that like, was from the currents in the bay sharks like they we we don't know for sure if but i can tell you that he did not tell amber fried that he was uh not married he said he was a widower and this would be his first christmas without his wife a little on the nose there scotty Mm -hmm. yep and that was like before he had we can't hear you cut out aaron Oh, I'm sorry. It's like, so what is this new evidence then? We'll have to like, we'll have to see what the LA Innocence Project I mean, does. What what exactly could come out? Could you that I hasn't I will say this. Amber Fry walked in, kicked open the door, and was like, I'm gonna burn you to the fucking ground, bro. 100%. Like like I didn't know this dude was married. I was not trying to be a home wrecker. Like right, this, I would have never asshole. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure she yeah. was like women supporting women. Oh, he's so fucking guilty. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. So just a thing to keep your eye on, because I guess we don't have enough of a shit storm in 2024. But Scott Peterson apparently is, you know, we're (laughs) reevaluating his his guilt and innocence. He was unfairly canceled, according to to some. I'm curious, this innocence project, like, is it mostly women or mostly men? A and B, like, is it made up of all the women that were like obsessed with him in, in jail? <laughs> right. Here's, here's the thing though. I am fully open to if they legitimately have new evidence, let's hear it. But yeah, like, well, and if he's truly not guilty, then yeah, get him out of jail. But well, he was it's really gonna take an to- awful lot to convince yeah. me that this dude didn't do it. He was really trying to spin the whole like home invasion. Yeah. But home invasion that puts the dog out back. <laughs> well, they people said they take the, the car. Dog, the dog running around the neighborhood. Yeah, but like, if you're, it, why would anyone? If you're breaking into a house, right? I hear a dog. I'm done. Yeah, but right. Also, like, put yourself in the in the mindset of like a home invader. Okay. You okay, then I need to know what kind of dog. Golden Retriever. Oh, okay. No, I would have been on the floor playing with the dog. Aaron wouldn't have been able to complete the B and E. I would have been like, "Oh, I broke in." But so you break into someone's house at Christmas time with the expectation, because we all know that actual home invasions do go up around Christmas because people have expensive presents and stuff sitting around, right? So plausible, okay? But you break into a house with the intention of stealing some shit. You see a super pregnant woman and you're like you know what'll make this easier you're coming with us right like no and then and then don't right. take like, steal anything you, you don't take go into labor yeah sorry and then you, drive, you let the dog out but then you take this woman that you conveniently stole from her home you but put her with in the nothing car else. You didn't steal money or yeah, her didn't car. Steal anything else. And then you drive her two and a half hours to the San Francisco the Bay yeah. to dump her body. If I'm thinking like a burglar. At the same time, her husband is there fishing. Yeah. 
Weird. I think if I'm thinking like a burglar and I walk in and I see a very pregnant woman, the only thought that I could have of can like, I get you a heating pad? Huh? It's stolen at the last say, Can I get you a heating pad? I'm just going <laughs> to run upstairs real quick and go through your jewelry. But like, can I get you anything? I would think taking her would be like for ransom because she's pregnant. Cause a guy's going to pay anything to get her back. If she's in like a happy marriage. That would right, be the only way I noticed. I'd be like, I'm not going to mess with this because someone will know she's missing immediately. Right. Right. But no, I wouldn't go kill her and dump her in the bay instead of asking for a ransom. That just doesn't make any sense. Right. And then I didn't even no. burglarize the house. So I get nothing out of it. No, except apparently you got to decapitate some pregnant woman. <laughs> right. No. It just okay. doesn't make sense. You're right. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Well, also... She was oh, like, just guilty. She and was then a just, You're not getting a big ransom. Like, let's just be fucking true. honest about that. Yeah. And then on top of that, <laughs> if you're Scott Peterson, yeah. And then instead of being like, holy shit, let's find my wife, you're like, better, better head to Mexico. Cross <laughs> my hips real quick ID. and cut out of here. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to go saying adios, adios, adios <laughs> in my Mexican in sync cover band. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sitting on that one for a minute. I'm not going to. I was like, why won't you talk? Oh, it's because I cut off your joke. My bad. <laughs> um, also, yeah, don't step thinking... on my punchline, bird. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, bird. I'm so sorry. I was thinking too, which is a few minutes ago. Sorry. <laughs> um, that like, if, if it really was like a, they stole, they stole the pregnant lady and took off with her kind of thing. Like, you would think, like, serial killer, right? There were no other, like, serial killings going around at the time, right? Like, that no. wasn't even, like, an option. You need to get off now. Sorry. Right. Eleanor it doesn't match up with on the any death. other serial killer's MOs. Right. Uh, He's here's guilty. Some, Walks here's like a duck. Guilty. Talks like Little a duck. Little facts, too. Can I share yeah. some interesting facts with you? Absolutely. I would love that. Love okay, he was obviously facts. an early suspect in the investigation because of his strange behavior. So they immediately noticed he was unable to remember key details, including the kind of bait he used when he had gone fishing. How Get can out of here. Like, no. Here's what I use. You got to pick up the bait on the way out there. Especially if you're driving that far to fish, you know what kind of bait you're you getting. You know what bait you're using. <laughs> he was also concerned with one of his car doors being hit in the driveway or getting a receipt for a pink slipper and sunglasses given to the dog from the canine unit to track Lacey's scent. Um, and then obviously, you know, when they went to arrest him, he had, um, you know, a gun, sleeping pills, a knife, camping gear, gear, a shovel, a fishing pole, over $15,000 in cash, his brother's ID, and a dozen Viagra pills. <laughs> what the hell? So he was going to go out with a bang. He he told Amber Fry his wife but was I'll dead, obviously. <laughs> um, Amber Fry, not only did she just bust this thing wide open, she recorded nine, 29 hours of audio with Scott for the police. Good for her. Uh, he also, um, he told he told her that he was going to be okay. spending New Year's Eve in Paris with friends when he was actually at a candlelight vigil for Lacey before she knew about this. Um, so the dog, apparently... The dog was found uh, with her leash still on and covered in mud while Scott was apparently fishing. Um, he had said that she was going to take the dog for the walk, but her for a walk, but the, her friends were like, she was 
not able to walk the dog. She was eight months pregnant. Like she was struggling to walk around at all. She's not taking the dog for a walk. Um, and, uh, Scott suggested hiring a dog psychic at one point to maybe try and figure out what had happened that the dog had witnessed. So like he was trying to help solve the case, Jackie. Um, <laughs> also, <laughs> some could, of you, hold on, could you imagine just, hiring a dog psychic for Scoot Scoot? Oh my God, no. They'd be like, we're getting nothing. You're like, no, that yeah. seems, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's that's right. Right. <laughs> random, random thoughts enter her brain. It's just like, Ooh, food. My butt itches. I'm gonna change my tail. There's a thing over there. Ah! Like there's lots of jokes. <laughs> she was laying on my legs yesterday. Like she's laying on my legs, right? And I just adjusted my foot ever so slightly so it moved a little closer to her. And you would have thought a firework went off right next to her. She jumped so high in the air. Who <laughs> was there? It didn't come out of nowhere. Oh, she's just one in a million. If anything ever happens to me, please. Send the dog psychic to Piper. Piper, Basically. yes. <laughs> scoot, scoot. No. <laughs> Just a blank slate, that have, one. Piper would have like a play-by-play. Yeah, she'd be like, listen. I'm like, listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all started back down. in 1892. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine Piper is a real wishbone character. Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> Gonna wear a little like Shakespearean outfit and regale. <laughs> she has many a sonnets uh, of ready yeah. to, to. But she's gonna disperse. do like some chiclet. She's gonna do Jane Austen. <laughs> she's not doing like <laughs> I don't know anything boring. Sorry, what were your other fun facts? That was pretty much it. Oh, Those okay. were just some extra yeah. little guilty, you know, more evidence. So, listen, if we were on the jury. Guilty. Stay locked up. Yeah. Yep. Fucking stop spending our, our tax dollars seeking out attention in the courts. Right. You uh, killed your wife. Fucking own it. Be done with it. Like, write a book. Yep. yep. You know what he should do? He should follow the O.J. Simpson plan of uh, trying to convince people he's innocent by writing a book called If I Did It. <laughs> detailing what he would have done. Right. <laughs> had committed the crime. <laughs> it's just like when when people like this it's just like the the audacity the freaking audacity to still be carrying it on to this extent like yeah i i I can't and like if you if you really are innocent scott then you're either number one the dumbest human being that has ever existed on the planet Mm -hmm. number two you had quite literally the worst defense that has ever crawled across the earth a combination of the two or number three no that's it like you're either the dumbest (laughs) or the most unlucky person ever like i'm sorry you can't remember the bait like even someone who's just like a uh like side character in fishing knows that you know what what fucking bait you're using especially if you're going to go fishing in the bay like you're fi- you're fishing for a very specific type of fish i don't yeah, you're, not, you're not using I worms you that. <laughs> right i'd be like the pink kind at least that's something <laughs> right make it up dumbass the pink okay. kind and i just, got it from here just make something up yeah. no, like, i don't remember because he's not on camera buying any bait anywhere. That's why. He was using, he was probably using pieces of, the, pieces of his wife. 
That's why. Oh, Aaron, that was dark. Aaron. <laughs> I'm just that saying. Dark. Hey, listen, it's I've been Johnny baloney with you. You help make it. me go deep, man. We're not cutting off people's body parts to fish in our book. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Next one. <laughs> not in that book, but I feel like I feel like maybe you've done now some gonna. cooler things than other books. 20, 2025. Watch out. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, you do like killers really well, Jackie. It's very disturbing. So do. Like, remember Slip Vengeance when I wrote that one scene and you were like, oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> This serial killer has too many fucking feelings. I'm like, what? Oh. I said that was a good try. We're not using it. <laughs> That's not what I heard. <laughs> Appreciate your input. Yeah. We're just gonna why don't we save it in a different document? And if we need it later, we'll come back. We'll circle you know what back. We'll, yeah. do? we'll put it in the parking lot. lot. We're gonna put <laughs> it in the parking lot. And put a pin in it. We'll put a pin in it. <laughs> hey, look, I just remembered I have a tattoo. Oh. Right on. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. What else is going I'm on? Like half a can deep, about? guys. You don't even know. Oh um, my god. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about the consumer electronics show, which sounds very boring, but I'm going to talk about like the the exciting points of it. And oh. I'm sorry I have to turn you guys sideways for it. So it just happened last weekend in Vegas. Um, and some of the cool things that were shown that we get to look forward to in the near future this year is. Okay, number one, everybody voted this one, number one. It's a clear TV. And I don't just mean, like, the frame. The entire TV is so clear that, like, it's 77 inches. It's so clear you can hang it anywhere. And they say, like, the part that's, like, really amazing about it is the, the light and dark, like, settings. You can actually put it in front of a window, see through it and the window, have the sun glaring on the outside of the window and still be able to watch TV on it if you wanted to with you know the sun. Good for us. Like we're we're taking pictures of other galaxies and we can't fix glare on TVs. Right. It's about time. We right. have the technology, you know? Right. And time. all the wires are hidden because I know that's everybody's question. What about oh, the wires? I love that. I saw it's, this on the Tiki Talkie. It's real cool. Yeah. It's I mostly wireless. It has to have one wire to like go to like power but everything else is like totally wireless um you can also set it to look like an aquarium with fish like just oh, swimming in the clearness cool. which i think is really cool that's okay cool. um this the next one i only have five master and dynamic partnered with a neuroscience company called neurable to deliver a pair of wireless headphones that track work sessions and measure your stress level through your brain waves through a mobile app so like Jesus, you know you have like blow up on me you know, you have like your Apple watch that can track like, oh, you seem anxious because it's, it's like checking your pulse. This one yeah. actually checks like your stress levels through your brain waves, which I think is like What's really, it called? really crazy. It's um, Master and Dynamic partnered with a neuroscience company called Neurable. That really? N-E-U-R-A-B-L-E. Oh, Neurable. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I was trying to drink my wine. Um. Sorry. Um, so the next one, which is super cool, is like a new robot vacuum that mops your floor for you too. My so mom, not only they're two separate ones though. So not only does it go around and suck up all your stuff, it also will mop your floor 
And it doesn't have to be emptied every day like the normal robot vacuums. It has a seven-day capacity to hold your dirt. Oh, Which, what? Huge. I want that because basically right now I have that, but in two different things. Yeah, right. So now it's it's all in one. Um, I want It says that. it has a versatile charging dock that's self-emptying with an up to seven-day capacity of debris storage. self Filling water tank for mopping and self-cleaning reservoir for maintenance on itself. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Can I join Find a wait list? Yeah. I, it didn't have the price. None of these things have the prices. Oh, on yeah. Them I, didn't even, like, yeah. I didn't even consider that. That might be yeah, hard. There's, <laughs> there's a reason. Um, this next one is a Paris-based based health company has a new smart mirror. It can take one look at you and tell how you're feeling and offer personalized mental health coaching to help you. It uses AI and, AI and natural language to analyze expressions and gestures, and then will provide guided meditations, light therapy, and affirmations. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> it will also guide you through toothbrushing and analyze your skin's needs. I yeah. need that. Yeah. That's what I need. It's going to be like, hey old ladies stay out of the sun um this like next one bag. is, is kind of weird it's called the rabbit r1 and it's a it's not a phone it? but it's a go-to for you and your phone an in-between so it's an ai powered device that is designed to use your phone for you it's a square shaped device much smaller than a traditional smartphone and it interacts with apps and performs your tasks automatically like a middleman between you and your smartphone you need that so, like sounds like Siri, isn't that yeah. what Siri is? Right? <laughs> it's kind of like it's gonna like like if you need like I play fishdom. If you need your fish fed on fishdom, you set it up and it'll automatically go feed your fish every time. Like whatever your apps are that you have to check in on, it will go do it for you. It kind of reminds me of like now all we need is like a, a handset to go with our phone. So then it's just basically <laughs> like a landline again. Like, right? It's <laughs> stupid. Um, this next one is an AI-powered phone app. It is capable of translating a baby's cries with a 95% accuracy. It says it's a game changer for parents. It can identify whether a baby is hungry, uncomfortable, tired, or needs a diaper change using machine learning. So now you can have an app that will tell you why your baby is crying and what you need to do Here for it. I love that. Is there an unsubscribe button <laughs> that you just push where you're like, I don't... I'm done. <laughs> the last one for the weirdest of them all like i don't know why anybody would want this is a bidet that is voice activated so you can sit in the other room <laughs> and tell the bidet to go off while your partner is in the bathroom why would you need that <laughs> like, just to mess with people it's like oh. siri blast with cold water right now while your partner's sitting on the toilet Jeez. I, I hope there's like a geofence on that. <laughs> <laughs> the I just don't that seems like such a dick thing to do. But you know right, that's like what people would do. Why do you need a, a voice activated bidet? You don't. No, you, you don't. Know you does. absolutely do not. Yeah. It is just like the only thing I see it is to fuck with people. Ugh. Yeah. I would never come over. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I would never I do that know. to anyone. Like I it's just I not. I also don't think I would use your bidet. <laughs> like, if I, I, like, I don't want to use anyone else's bidet. I get yeah, that I'm it's gonna... fine. 
But what if that's all they have? It's clean water. I know, but it's but still. I feel like it would be something that I want to do in the privacy of my own home. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't. I don't have any issue with it. I think bidets are cleaner than the tissue that we wipe our butt oh, cheeks with. One hundred percent. Who knows? Who knows what people were manhandling that? I love the idea of it. <laughs> being manhandled. I think my favorite of the things <laughs> is the vacuum. Definitely, like lonely. What? The vacuum would be awesome to have it mop the floor. And I think I don't use mine very often because you have to empty it every day. And if I don't think about it, like it won't work. Yeah. Like it shuts off and it's like I'm full. <laughs> Especially with my I'm dog. Like, full. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm, I'm full. I'm not hungry. I'm not going out. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about was, I don't know if you guys have heard about this yet, but. I have so many questions and I feel like it's a lot of things are not being answered yet, but they found 215 bodies buried in unmarked graves behind a jail in Jackson, Mississippi. That's not suspicious yeah. at all. I heard about that. I heard about right. As soon as you said Jackson, Mississippi, I was like, well, <laughs> they're saying that like, it's a, a a problem in the translation between the coroner and the cops and that like, hmm. so like the, there's three examples and the a problem. First, huh? Yeah. Sounds like it. Sounds yeah. like it. The first person that they talk about still sideways. Cause I was reading an article oh, so that I could have the fact. <laughs> um, three sixty. So the person that like got caught. Stacey extreme What's version. <laughs> what is happening? I can't handle this right now. <laughs> Sorry, I record from my phone. Um, so the person that like brought attention to it all was a guy that got run over by a cop car, and he was so shattered and broken when they like dug up the body because the people found out about it that they said he had to have been run over and almost like backed over again and run over again. Jesus, because he was that broken and that messed up from being hit by a car um and they say that they tried to call the mom and the phone was disconnected the number but he had his wallet he had his cell phone he had everything on him to identify who he was and they say well we called the number for his mom and she didn't answer so that's why we buried him in this graveyard of people that we can't identify so it's like their own poppers it's exactly what they're calling it. It's a popper's, yeah, popper's graveyard. Grave, yeah. But also there needs there's regulations around popper's graveyards. Like that's not a willy-nilly. Right. <laughs> so not only were they burying them in shallow graves, they're not embalmed, they're not in caskets, they're mm. wrapped in tarps and buried like two feet deep. So, so they serial this, killers. The smell out there really is people. ridiculous. Oh. But it wasn't so when I first read it, I thought, oh, it was people, it was inmates from the jail because they say it's behind a jail but it's not it's just like state owned yes, land property that they can't inve- that they don't investigate unless they investigate themselves right what, that they can it? just do whatever so isn't the, it too, oh, oh sorry so the graves are marked with a number they're not really even marked but they're it's like a a t-post with a number written on it that's it that's the only way that they're marked 
So they say that they have a log of everybody that's buried there, like written on a piece of paper by number. Oh, on a napkin that they fill yeah. out at the coffee shop afterwards? Right. Like, but because the numbers, they say that they know there's at least 215, but the numbers go up to 647. There are up to 647 people buried there. Okay, and wait, how did you lost? not lead with this? How did we get consumer reports before this? <laughs> <laughs> so the three people that they've identified, like for sure, like the parents have come forward and said like, that is my kid. And they've dug them up and like tested them. And they say that it's definitely them was the kid that got hit by the car. A guy that was just dumped on the side of the road after like, nobody knows what happened. And then another one that was, um, he was found in a hotel room. All three times, the coroner says, I called whoever I thought I could call. The cops say kind of the same thing. And then they go back and forth and blame each other. The coroner and the cops say, well, I thought he was handling it. Well, I thought they were handling it. And so they just buried them there without trying to find the families. So all these people are coming forward with missing children spouses husbands like all whatever and saying hey can we dig them all up and test them all because i've got a missing kid 647 i feel like you didn't they go ahead aaron sorry oh i was just gonna ask stacy didn't they say in there too that if it is don't the people have to buy the body back yep 250 to buy the body back to get it tested yeah what Yeah. yeah That's the part that I was like, the cost of digging it up and getting it tested. Yeah. yeah. Because they're technically unclaimed corpses. Because they say that they tried to contact somebody, but couldn't find their anybody. Their car got towed and they're getting it out of... Yeah. yeah. Do they know when, um, when this practice started? Like, do they have a date that this began? Yes, but I don't remember what it was, but it was something like 2006. And they have 215 unclaimed for bodies sure. since 2006. 215 for sure, but up to 647. I, I'm I like, I'm secondhand irate for these people. Like, yep. I, also, who deems, like, do they need documentation or records to say, how are they verifying that these next of kin were like un? reachable like well that's the whole thing is they have supposedly the coroner has a uh a form that he is supposed to go by that a says one like, form it's like a two page fill I out more it. forms than that when someone freaking bust their toe open at the right. pool i skimmed it it's not even a full two pages but it's basically saying what to do if you have an unclaimed body and it says like you have to give the person five days you have to try to um like contact the person you have to one lady even put out a missing it was i think it was the second guy the guy that was like tossed out on the side of the road she filed her a missing report for her son a week after he went missing and the cops had the form with all of his information there at the police station and still didn't inform her that he was one of the bodies that was buried even though they had his information that's wh- how is this not bigger news I, it just happened. I mean, it's just happening. Because there, I guarantee you, if you were to look into who these individuals are, like if they go through the process of digging them up, they're socioeconomically depressed people that don't have the means or yeah. the yeah. knowledge or the capabilities of fighting this 
system. A hundred percent. It's like, definitely lower income people. Yeah. If it was people from the Upper East Side, like it, you know, this would be on every newspaper in, in the world. But because these people, no one cares about or worries about or whatever. I shouldn't say that. Their families care about them and worry about them and love them, obviously. But they don't have the... It's you know, just crazy that you have such a corrupt police force and such a corrupt coroner working together for all these years that they can just be like, hey, we got another one. Okay, I'll pronounce him dead. You do what you want with him. And nobody is thinking, hey, let's go try to find the families. Also, There's got to be laws for burying bodies, though, to only put them two feet deep and not have them like that's as not someone involved. who has run to cemeteries. We have super strict laws about how bodies are buried and annotated and taken care of like it's not a it's not it's a not willy a willy drop them into whatever hole you can find thing <laughs> like it's right it's heavily regulated at least in this state it's yeah. heavily regulated we yeah, need, it's, we need uh, certificates from three different agencies to bury a body in our actual even if you've owned that burial plot for generations, we still need three different certificates of notation stating that you're aware of this body's being buried. You are authorizing this body to be buried. And they come from three different entities. Like, it's not an easy process to bury a body. Right. So they're 100% not following. I mean, maybe they're following Mississippi's rules. Like, old buck gets you to just toss them wherever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just dig a hole in the backyard. It, that makes burn. me so sad for these families that probably have no closure and no comprehension of what happens. Or they it's think that hard. their significant other or the father or mother of their children took off on them and they really got were killed in some car accident. And like that, that breaks my heart. Like I, I can't. Yeah. If they the didn't one have news- the means to find their loved one in the first place, how are they going to have $250 to have the body? Right, exactly. That's exactly right. I wonder if this napkin that they wrote it on is <laughs> accurate. I hope that there was at least somebody there that wrote down the names and the correct numbers and have an accurate log of who is buried there so that they can at least have some closure from these people that have missing family members. Here's what disturbs me about it the most. Let's say, let's even say 95% of them are legitimate. They tried to find their families and could not. They were hit on the side of the road as hitchhikers or, you know, they overdosed on something in a, an abandoned warehouse and they weren't able to identify. Let's say 95% of them are legit. Are 5% of those like people that got a lot of little squirrely with the cops and they inadvertently you know eliminated their existence and then it I'm, sounds I'm like watching it. my words that's because exactly, my son's sitting on my lap but like <laughs> that's exactly what I thought first was that it was once I read that first one of the cop that hit the kid I thought that's what it is it's it's all those people that have had run-ins and now I feel bad because Lincoln's sitting there but you know what I mean I hear you. Oh, okay so like yeah, is this all cop brutality? You know, like a whole bunch of them. I doubt it all what is, but a, a percentage of it. I bet a huge percentage is because that first one right off the bat was. I think the federal government has an obligation to go in there and pay for the the right. Yeah, well, and, and I'm and sure it will. Passed off to whoever was 
responsible for doing 100 they need to exhume these bodies immediately and identify as many as possible to give these families closure and who knows maybe some of them are key investigation points the ones let's say they're let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt they're all legitimate you know there's at any given time over 300 active serial killers in the united states what if some of these are key missing like investigative points to to those cases why aren't we exhuming these bodies immediately to to research the possibility of that i'm sure some of them are definitely like bodies that need to be exhumed to solve crimes it's crazy to think of how many crimes might be solved by them testing these bodies yeah and i think that the cases the state needs to come in take over review the list not make anybody pay for it you can bypass the state and just have the federal government come yeah, in at yeah, this yeah. point like i don't know we'll that leave it, uh, leave it up to mississippi yeah 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 so i'm really anxious to see what's going to come out of this because like i said this just happened like i want to say like four or five days ago so i mean stuff is just coming out how did they find like out this- about this how did this come to like the public sphere of knowledge um, I think it was a guy, hold on, I'm looking because I, I think it was it's a guy that was out there because of the smell. Um, give me a second. Oh my gosh, it's only since 2016. Um, next to a prison farm behind the Hines County penal colony near Jackson, capital of Mississippi. Supposedly, people go ahead. Like eight years. Supposedly for bodies that were unclaimed or unidentified, each grave is marked only by a metal pole with a number attached. Um, Sorry, I wasn't telling you to be quiet. I just, I had my finger on my nose because I couldn't believe that. Oh, you're uh, fine. I wasn't like, shh, 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 shh. It's okay. That's insane. 2016? Yeah, there's some nefarious activity going on in there. For sure. Um, What are you guys obsessed with this week? Um, You guys go ahead. I'm going to keep reading this so that I can hopefully answer some of your questions. Well, I can answer since Erin disappeared. Yeah, she Houdini'd on us, yeah. Um, go Go ahead. Oh God, many things. Did you find an answer? I was just reading about this this lady whose 37-year-old son Dexter left home with a friend on March 5th, but didn't return. She filed a missing person report and continued contacting the authorities for months, but got no reply. It wasn't until five months later that an investigator came to her home to tell her that Dexter was dead. According to the official story, just an hour after leaving home, Dexter was hit by a police car driven by an off-duty cop. The authorities claim that they have been unable that they were unable to reach her despite finding her son's wallet in his pocket with his ID and her address. Well, that's just buried behind the, right. Yeah, who's buried behind the jail with a number 672 stuck to a pole. Once she was able to find the burial plot, she was told she would have to pay the county $250 to retrieve her son's body because it's oh. considered property of the state. This is well, the kind of shit that if I won the lottery, this is what I would pay for. This kind yeah. of shit. I would clear all the backlogged rape files. Like, get yeah. those kids tested. Get people fucking prosecuted for rape. All the sexual molestation files. This kind of shit. We have a, a 
indiscriminately marked graveyard for people that are impound fee yeah i i can't i can't this is the kind of shit that like uh, clear up the the water issue in in yeah in flint like immediately like this is the kind of shit that i would do if i won the lottery yeah according to an independent autopsy later conducted by the at the family's request dexter wade's body which was in an advanced state of decomposition Decomposition showed multiple blunt force injuries to the skull, ribs, and pelvis. His left leg was completely amputated. His body had been completely run over by the police vehicle. Burying the body without notifying the family would make it unlikely the official finding of accidental death could... Okay, I'm reading too fast. They can't say that it was an an accidental death because of the decomposition. So they're not able to say that he was murdered. See, there's some, there's some shady, I'm sure some of these are in their mind legitimate and there's some other shady shit going on down there. Like this, I don't know why the FBI hasn't taken this over. Um, The coroner's claim that he could not reach her is total bullshit because they had her address on file because four years earlier, the Jackson police had stopped her brother, pulled him out of the car and slammed him to the ground, causing his death. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. How how do we make this more like widely known? Because this is bullshit. This well, is what I mean, politicians it's... should be running on. Dig up those bodies in fucking Mississippi and let's find out what's going on. Yeah. They're wasting their time with all this other bullshit. Like, okay, can we talk for one second before we get to what I'm obsessed with? Yeah. I have some real mixed feelings. So January 1st just passed, which means a bunch of laws went into effect. Some of them, good laws. Some of them one of the laws that California passed, and listen, I am a liberal, okay? I support most liberal laws and policies that pass, but some of them I feel like are a knee-jerk reaction and would be better served if people weren't doing it on political stances. So now it, it is a law in California that all major retailers must have a gender neutral section in their stores. And they're saying the reason is to keep from girls, traditionally girls, I'm using quotes, so just understand that. Traditionally, girls, like toys and clothes, aren't upcharged for, as opposed to their direct opposition of boys, clothes, and toys. So every major retailer needs to have a gender-neutral section. I don't think this is a bad idea. Let me be clear. I don't think it's a bad idea to have a gender neutral section at all. Like, I think it's good that kids are able to explore clothes and toys that they are interested in. And I don't think it necessarily needs to be like boy, girl, whatever, with those terms written on top. I don't know if this is the best use of state legislators time. That's my issue with it. Like, what do you know what I want to see? I want to see, why don't you use your state legislator's time that you include the tax on fucking the total item of the price in a store? So people that have really, really limited funds know exactly what they're going to be paying by the time they get up to the register. Yeah. Why don't you offer a, a, a uh, uh, not just a, a food voucher program, but a, a clothing and entertainment voucher for children if you have kids in the household under a certain age? to buy certain products from, from stores. Like, I just feel like this would have been better addressed, not through a state legislator, but to let, they should have been using their powers to really level the playing field. If, if they want to stand on the, like, um, 
podium of equity, then make it actually equitable for people who struggle to buy toys and other essentials. Because I don't care what anyone says. Yes, food, shelter, clothing is absolutely essential for, you know, for a young life to flourish. But so is educational and accessible recreation and toys. Like, and that's not just because I, Aaron, I have to say, you're looking very Taylor Swift rough era right now with your hair like that. But it's oh, not just you. because I, I work in that field. Little minds need the ability to explore what they're capable of and how they create things and, and having free play and structured play and all these these things. I was just, I was really just, and I get it. California has the fourth largest economy in the world. I get that we push these issues to try and get manufacturers to start making more gender neutral tools. I get it. Okay. I do. I'm not opposed to the idea. I'm opposed to state legislators getting involved in it. Like I just, I feel like we have so many issues in this country that this was just such an epic, like, what are we fucking doing? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? That was my little rant on the. It reminds me of what you guys talked about last week with the pins and the $40,000 that was spent on the pins. Like, just like what's happening. Right. Why are we spending money on this shit? Let's, well, let's also, spend money on real, real stuff. That I would make, have been much happier to see, like, you want to see a legislative platform that would have helped impoverished people that would really create equity. I would love to see a program that if you are under a certain income level, even as opposed to maybe it's an addition to or or a subset of SNAP and, and WIC and stuff that you can scan a card. And when you go to a store, you're not paying state sales tax on it. Like, maybe you don't, maybe you're exempt from it. Like, those are the kinds of things I want to see our legislator work on, not, not enforcing big box stores to create a general neutral section. And this is coming from someone who thinks we should have gender neutral toys and clothes. Like also I think as a parent, I'm fully capable of walking into what's labeled above me as a girl section and purchasing a Barbie. If I want to purchase a Barbie for my son, like, I just, I don't, I don't think we need to be legally enforcing these kinds of issues. And it makes me so bad because I feel like we're, and I'm only picking on California right now because that's where I live. So it's in my face all the time. I, I feel like there's, we could really make a difference if we were ex, like flexing our political muscles on other areas than, than this. This felt like such a, like a virtue signaling stance that I'm kind of like, come on guys, if you really want to help yeah. you, we're so big here on talking about making affordable housing and, and making it more affordable for lower to middle class, lower middle class families to be able to afford to live here and not have to, you know, work in big tech or work in one of these big industries then, then start making it more equitable. Like parents can choose to go into a, a girl's section. If, if they're already looking for gender neutral toys, they don't have any issue walking into a, a claimed girl section and purchasing a Barbie for their child. I don't think it needs to be legally enforced. Like that kind of shit just irks me. Also, so, I feel like, I why don't, anyone, but. Also, I feel like, why don't we ha- make these big box companies um, stop charging so fucking much? First off, because all this is going to do is make them charge more because they're going to be like, well, we had to put the section in. Gender, so yeah. we had to up the, so we had to up the profits. So da, 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 like we had to pay for it somehow. And you, it's all, da, 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 da. it's like, okay, no, like, let's just start by making, like uh, making it. So they stop raising the price, claiming inflation when that's not the issue any longer. It's that they're fucking greedy. Ooh. 
didn't mean I didn't mean to go off on that on that tangent. Like I just I was I was reading today everything that passed as of January first. And I mean, and so there are some states, so New Jersey right now, they just passed a law that um pharmacists can administer uh birth control medication without the approval of a doctor. So you can actually just go talk to your pharmacist. Let's say you don't have health insurance or whatever, and you say I need birth control, they can give it to you, which I think that's what we should be using our legislative power for. Like it's not enough to just be like a safe haven for abortion or contraception or whatever. We should make it easily accessible also, not just for people who can afford healthcare or can afford to go to a doctor. Like that's the type of stuff I want to see passing overwhelmingly everywhere. And I guess that's my point. Like, why aren't we imposing things like that, that we're not just standing on this this pedestal preaching all these things saying you should do this and you should do that. Why aren't we actually putting things into practice of, you know what, Hey, you don't even need healthcare to come get contraception here. A a pharmacist can, can sign off your prescription and give it to you. Like, let's see more of that guys, gals, gays, days. Dad's brads and chads. (laughs) <laughs> no we don't they don't listen to us dad's brad yeah. and chads do not listen to us <laughs> i'm sorry i could not find the answers to your questions it sounds like this woman that the 37 year old went missing she is the one that blew the whistle on this whole thing but i'm not sure how she got to see the graves and and got to claim his body so i'll have to do more research on that this is the kind of shit i want to see legislators working on this shit no cops you can't just bury people behind the jail this isn't 1645 like what are you talking about there's a process we live in a civilized society people there's forms to fill out (laughs) we have rules and expectations and paperwork there's always fucking paperwork fill out the paperwork yeah it reminds me of like shawshank redemption right like it's like some fucking crooked warden like it's like embezzling money yeah, right, like go like, ahead and take Ray out back and bury him with the dog. Yeah. You're like, what? If, if, <laughs> if that guy knew something, they fucking just took him out and buried him and said, "Oh, you know, he he died in a in a fight and uh, you know, whatever." But you know, another wacky something. law that passed in Arkansas. Sorry, I don't mean to keep going off on a tangent. Arkansas now makes it so if you have applied for unemployment, okay, mm-hmm. and you go to apply for unemployment, but you have ghosted. This is actually in the bill, the phrase, the phrase ghosted. If you have ghosted an employer that has called you back about a job and you didn't answer it, you are not eligible for unemployment, which number one is so problematic because one, we pay into unemployment. We just do. Number two, who's going to fucking enforce that? Anytime yeah. someone calls for unemployment, you're going to have to call. How do you prove that? How do you prove that? It yeah. feels like it's only going to be instituted when they want to. Yep. Like it's real Makes specific sense. for like, and I, I, I get the, the high level theory of it, right? Like, let's make sure people sure. are actually, you know, trying to get a job. Yeah. Right. I, I get the high level of it. But in practice, once again, you're put, putting the onerous on the state employees or the local employees to have to follow up with all. So you're going to have to call Walmart and be like, I see that John Smith applied for a job for you. That's what he put on his unemployment application. Did you contact them? Did they respond? 
Right. Like, what are you talking about? Also, why is there no punishment for the hundreds of thousands of companies that you can turn a resume into that never call you back? Never right. get a right. rejection letter, never say that, you know, thanks, but no thanks type of thing. Like, it's just, Arkansas, what are you doing? It's just one of those, you're doing it for virtue signaling. You're doing it to say, see, we don't tolerate, you know, what they conceive to be or perceive to be, you know, useless welfare recipients. Like, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Who's, who's going to see this through? I, what are we doing, America? Question. <laughs> God, wish I knew. What are we doing? Fucking idiots, man. And I want to know when when someone sees a bill like this past their desk and they're like, this is a good one. This is a good one right here. Let's go ahead and sign this off. <laughs> like the work it takes to get something put into law is enormous. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of people see this piece of paper cross over their desk and they proof it. Yep, looks good. Looks good. You left the word. The word ghosted is in the bill title. Get it together. All yeah, right. What do you guys they use the urban dictionary? <laughs> um, so I've been watching the prison um, confessions of Gypsy Rose. We binged it. My husband and I went to Tahoe for our anniversary, our 20 year. We went and ate at Hell's Kitchen, which is my other obsessed with. It was amazing. We kind of were worried that it was going to be like generic and like, is it just heated up food just to like, are they just selling the name? But it ended up being amazing. The whole trip was amazing. We got snowed in one day and Lifetime had a marathon of Confessions of Gypsy Rose. And I want to talk about it so bad, but I'm waiting and we will talk about it and we will like devote uh, an entire episode to it. Um, but I'm going to bite my tongue for now because my daughter wants to talk about it. So we will be talking about it. Just hold tight because it's a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> Stacey, what are you obsessed with? Yai, yai, yai. Um, I can't wait for that. I'm going to be so excited. Um, fascinated by it. Um, I am obsessed with a couple of things. Uh, number one, like Jason Kelsey. And the whole, oh, what a good guy. He hasn't announced his retirement yet. I don't know. I've seen a lot of comments about potentially could he go do one season in Kansas City, play for Andy Reid again, play a season with his brother. I think that'd be so cute. But the amount of Swifties making fan edits of Jason Kelsey when they like had no idea who he was last season. Oh, it just, I feel so happy for all these like young girls that because of this are getting into football. Like I, I absolutely love that. Um, (laughs) super obsessed with, um, with us playing the Packers on tomorrow. Ooh, girl. I'm going to watch it together. We can talk about it later. Yeah. 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 I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous. Excited. (laughs) Excited. So yeah. Yeah. Aaron, what are you obsessed with? Yeah. What, oh my god. But... Yeah, so we can hear the story again. Go. I'm not gonna tell the whole story. Okay. So I'm obsessed with I got to see Heidi Blickenstaff at the Festival of Arts in Epcot. First and foremost, the Festival of Arts is my all-time favorite festival um at Epcot. I absolutely love it. I love obviously the artwork. 
I love the food and the, you know, the beverages there. It's just, it's just a fantastic festival. But for the last, like, probably, I think, eight, eight years, maybe nine years, maybe a little longer, they've been doing Broadway concert series at, at the Festival of Arts. And it's, you know, they pick different Broadway artists that have played roles in Disney musicals. This, <laughs> I went to see Heidi Blickenstaff and Gavin Lee. And when I tell you, like, I mean, you guys know that I'm a, I'm just like obsessed with Heidi. Like, I really am. Like, 100. Like, I think she is fantastic. Not only is she a remarkable talent when it comes to acting, she's also just a fucking phenomenal singer, and she is just absolutely amazing. I think she presents herself as a fantastic human being as well. So it's just, it's just really amazing. When I got to like sit there in the crowd, like we got the VIP reservation and everything because I was like, I'm getting good seats for at least one show. Like just seeing her live outside of the only time I've ever seen her live, which was when she was Mary Jane Healy and Jagged Little Phil, like getting to see her be her was just really, really amazing. And it's interesting. VIP reservation. What'd you say? I have to ask how much the VIP reservations were. Well, it was as much as your, as like your meal was at the restaurant. So like, oh, was, okay. we went to the garden grill and there was like a character lunch. So we got to meet Chippendale. I was oh excited. my God. You should have led with Chippendale. I mean, I definitely am. Obs- I didn't even get to show you some of my pictures. Did I? Oh my God. I got to meet Chip, right like multiple. Okay. So anyways, so we did that. I was, so it was like $62 a person. And it was all you can eat. Like, not no, that we eat like, but premiere say I paid more to like eat dinner and watch a parade. Yeah, I'm sure. Like it was not unaffordable. It was awesome. But you only got VIP seating. You didn't get VIP access to anybody, obviously. <laughs> um, unfortunately. Um, so anyways, so like just being able to like see her be herself up there on stage was just really, really it was just fun. It was exciting. Like I my cheeks were hurting. I was smiling so much. And I'm not ashamed to say I watched three shows on Tuesday and three shows on Wednesday. And she only got better. Every single show, she got better and better. She's just an absolute fantastic human being and talent. And if you haven't looked her up, uh, do it. She's just, oh my God, she's amazing. So that's, I didn't get to meet her, but that's okay. Like, but I did get to see her and she's just amazing. And I hope she's listening to this podcast. So, hi, Heidi. Sure. <laughs> See if you can get her on since you talked to her now. Um, Maybe. Maybe. So, I am, I have found a new, like, real appreciation for taking old furniture and turning it into, like, new furniture. And I'm going to pick up a 1930s LaBus dresser tomorrow, and I'm very excited about it. Um, I love that. Yeah. I find it very cathartic. Um, I've said it on here before. I get decision fatigue in my job. Like I, I have a lot of stress and pressure on my job and I really enjoy the process of taking something kind of old and beat up and not having a lot of thought into it, but like sanding it down to nothing and making it pretty again and like turning it into something that I really like. So um, I'm going to go pick up another old one tomorrow and 
redo it for the front guest room now i sound real bougie like we have several guest rooms but like we have two in the guest wing in the guest wing of the house yeah um and we have two because we we have a lot of -of out-of-state family like i'm not trying to sound like an asshole right now but i'm looking forward to it and um i do i just i find it so cathartic and i'm i'm very very lucky that i have a spouse that um allows me the time to do that because it's i have a lot of tools out and stuff so i can't have the five-year-old running around it so she does you know, she corrals Lincoln while I'm, I'm working on it, which I'm, I'm really, really appreciative of because it's, it, I just, I enjoy it so much. And I, I wouldn't be able to do it if, um, he was up in the mix with everything just because of the, the equipment that's out there. Um, so I'm excited. The, I'm excited. The about furniture it. from our grandparents' lives is just so much better. Even like our parents' lives, it's, real wood it's put together better so when you hit up like an estate sale or a garage sale and you can find real wood furniture like it's just so much better than ikea particle board garbage Mm -hmm. yeah i found this one that i was kind of looking at it was solid wood but it was in um brentwood which is you know only five minutes from us and it was 35 but it was like i wasn't a big fan but i found this labus which if you're not a furniture geek, they were predominantly in England from like the 1700s to the like mid 1900s. And they were like a status of wealth in England. So they're real popular in England. You can find a lot of them, but they're not popular here because people literally had to bring them over with them when they moved. So So it's probably, if it was in really good condition, it's worth several hundred dollars. Like it's probably worth four or $500, but we're picking it up for 75 bucks and um i i'm gonna keep the front i'm gonna sand it down and stay in the front but i really want to do like the top and the sides and like a like a creamy color to match the front but um what's nice about solid wood if you hate it you can sand it down again and it's still real wood under it you're not hitting particle board so can yeah. you spell it because i googled la bus and what came up was the la metro so it's if you do <laughs> l-e-b-u-s and do like high boy and it's got this really cool like art deco in the front and they just they have like entire oh. facebook pages and stuff dedicated to them it's just really cool i'm excited about it so i decided to spend the 40 extra dollars get the one i really wanted instead of like getting a shitty one so nice. um and then i made the apothecary one last weekend which turned that out one is nice. so cool that yeah. is amazing yeah that, that is one turned so out real good i did cool. have to i tore off the sides of that one and replaced it but that was made of product. The the drawers are actually real wood on those, like solid real wood. But the rest of it's like um, plywood. So I just replaced the sides of it and did it that way. But I'm excited about it. And so that's what I'm obsessed with this week. I can't Love wait it. to see your processed photos. I'm, I really enjoy that. I'm excited about real. it. It is very, very cathartic to tear something down and like rebuild it with very little thought. Yeah. How I feel when I do my nails. <laughs> Everyone has a thing, right? Like it's just you made Kai chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a thing too. You tearing something down and making it pretty again. Like it's the same concept. It's just different, you know, venues of exerting that. Like good for you. That's what I do to myself. Don't I tear make myself somebody's down every yay. Day. <laughs> yep. That's it for us this week, guys. Have a great weekend.
Well, have the best weekend available to you. Make good choices. Don't get arrested. Have the weekend you deserve. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or that. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Bye, Mom. Fierce Fan Media.